0: guest he has a major influence on a wide range of hard rock and metal acts throughout the decades such as metallica pantera and dream theater they were leaders in the new wave of british heavy metal in the early 80s of course i'm talking about biff byford my special guest he's of the band saxon welcome to the show biff how you doing
1: hi it's great to be there with you yeah i'm doing good actually just um just chilling chilling uh, doing interviews you know for the new album so great
0: yeah, I uh, I always thought that Saxon was criminally underrated in the world of heavy metal, but they've remained a huge influence. So it really is an honor to share that with uh, my audience by having you on and having you maybe explain some of what makes your impact on heavy metal music so important throughout the decades. All right. So uh, if you one of the biggest things for me is to get into the origin story, if you wouldn't mind just uh, sharing with me a quick. Uh, version of your upbringing and your influences and how you got started?
1: Well, basically, uh, the, the core of the band, are from, uh, North of England, obviously, uh, around Yorkshire, which is basically, you know, not quite the Midlands, but that area sort of area. So you have the big cities like Sheffield and those big industrial cities. So that's where we come from basically. And, um, you know, we were like, um, you know, in bands trying to get signed back in the late 70s. And then we suddenly got a record deal, you know, and that's when it all started for us, really. Our first big album was in 1980, an album called Wheels of Steel, which was our second album. And, uh, yeah, that's when it all uh, hit the fan from that uh, from that point there, really. I think that's where all the influencers on a lot of the American bands came from uh, the early early 80s you know like uh Metallica and Pantera and the other bands that that uh, you know were influenced by that um that movement that came out of America, uh, came out of the UK you know Maiden uh, Priest Saxon uh Motörhead you know all those bands were were really big at that point and um I think that's where all the influences came from that period you know
0: are you okay looking back now in retrospect with your position in the world of metal and where you stand?
1: Well, I, I think, I think from a point of view of, uh, the band now being an older band, and still putting out, uh, you know, relevant on the edge music. It's pretty cool, but I think, I think maybe, you know, we should be bigger, uh, outside Europe, especially in, in the States, I think, um, I think there was a lot of a lot of things happened in in that early '80s uh, period with Saxon. Uh, you know, we did some. I think maybe our biggest album in America that people probably remember us for is probably Power and the Glory, or maybe Crusader. Um, I think before that, with the with Wheels of Steel, Strong Arm Law, Denim and Leather. I think there were they were big albums. there were massive albums in Europe you know number one albums top 10 singles and things but i think in america we weren't really pushed and weren't really touring enough uh, to make those albums break into platinum selling albums i think it was you know the power and the glory album which came in 1984 which was maybe our biggest breakthrough in america
0: and now now that we're now moving forward i think that what I, what i love is you have all these metal when you have a classic metal band making strong music. And I see in the last decade, you have been doing just that. You've been collaborating a lot with Andy Sneap, who I know is a major fan of heavy metal in general. And on this new album, Carpe Diem, which is uh, coming out February 4th, by the way, that it remains uh, such um, a, so impactful that you're creating such strong, powerful music with Andy Sneap until as your producer. Um, Is that something that you feel drives you is the ability to continue to create consistent new material?
1: Yeah, I I think we have a great team and I I think, you know, me and Andy work well together from the inception of the songs, you know, we first get the ideas for the songs and then I start doing the melodies on them and, and, uh, you know, uh, lyrics and things. And I work quite closely with Andy and, uh, you know, bounce a few things off him. So he's involved with the, with the process. He doesn't really do any songwriting with us, but he's involved in the process quite um, quite heavily, you know. I'll ask Andy what he thinks about this or the other bits and pieces. So um he is um you know his opinion is is valued within the team. So uh and I think you can you can make you know you can make make albums sound good but you have to have the great songs to go with that. And that's that's the great team that we uh, that we are really. We work well together.
0: Yeah. And uh, speaking of great songs, this album has um, I I actually got around to listening to the entire record uh, last night and I was um, taken aback by how strong everything on this album sounds. I mean, great songs like uh, one of my personal favorites is the uh, Pilgrimage as well as um, yeah. Supernova and Remember the Fallen. Those are incredible songs. A very positive um, lyrical approach, too, I take it. And considering the landscape right now in the world, um, it really is refreshing to hear a metal album that is uplifting right now. So I really appreciate this new music that you've delivered.
1: Yeah, I think, I think, you know, I, I had a lot of time to reflect on the lyrics uh, when I
0: was writing
1: them. And, uh, you know, I'm a fairly positive guy, you know. I, I, I tend to see uh, good in everything. You know, my, my cup's always half full, <laughs> not half empty. Right, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it can be annoying. But yeah, <laughs> that's how I am. And um, you know, I I think writing lyrics, although there's some the, the darker side of, of 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 some things are there, but I always try to to try to write positive and sort of. Uh, you know exciting lyrics that take you to a place you know like pilgrimage or fallen I mean, pilgrimage you know is about going on pilgrimage whether you're whether it was in the middle ages and you're going to some you know uh cathedrals and you know to to worship a saint or whether you were going to jimmy andrews's grave or whether you were going to a battlefield where your grandfather died they're all pilgrimages and uh I think we're all pilgrims basically trying to find something, you know, trying to find uh, on a quest to find something that we're after. Um, so yeah, you know, I, I I think, I think these lyrics, were, you know, came from a a special place. I don't know where I wish I could find it every day.
0: Were were the lyrics to this record written, uh, during the uh, pandemic or was this pre pandemic?
1: Yeah, uh, most most of them are written, written uh, in the pandemic, yeah. I mean, I had a few ideas and things, maybe a few titles. I think I had pilgrimage from quite early on, but I didn't really know what it was going to be about. Um, but, you know, I, I had the idea, and uh, I lived with the ideas for quite some time, you know, uh, working on different uh, – I mean, the melody is quite important as well. You know, it has to go well together with the lyrics, so – so yeah I mean I made I made the I made the pandemic work for me in some respects you know because I was able to to uh, focus on things
0: right and and outside of lyrical content one thing that I uh, immediately um, garnered huge respect for is your the way your voice has aged throughout the decades your voice still sounds as strong if not stronger than it did uh, on past records what is what do you attribute that to
1: I think I think um, I think I've learned a lot about my voice um, in the pandemic. Actually, um, I think my voice is not quite as um, it's not quite as sweet as it used to be when I was, you know, twenty something. Uh, but it has got a certain a lot more power to it now. Uh, so I'm I'm sort of liking my voice at the moment. Because it, it's a, a lot more versatile than it used to be. Don't ask me why. I'm not doing anything different. I'm just able to uh, to to get my voice to do some pretty uh, pretty weird things at the moment. You know.
0: Every singer has a different philosophy when it comes to uh, maintaining their voice. Are you the kind that really um, continues to just work on your voice and has all these? Um, sort of mantras and things that they put themselves through to get their voice in shape, or do you just go for it?
1: No, I just go for it. Okay. I just go for it. I've never had a I've never had a routine or or done anything uh you know in dressing rooms or before I sing in studios. So no I just go on and sing. You know, I'll I'll usually uh you know we usually spend before we go on we'll have we'll have 10, 15 minutes a uh, complete relaxed time b- before we go on you know with the boys and the band uh, you know tell a few jokes and relax i think the one the key to singing well is being relaxed although when you walk on stage you're you're very adrenalized and there is a nervous tension there i think the part of your body that sings you have to relax it if you know what i mean and i think i think i've learned to do that uh, over the years actually
0: yeah. Fantastic. I, um, another thing I would like to ask you is, do you have any stories from the road from back in, in the day, um, anything that really sticks out in your mind from any tours, any past tours that you consider your favorite, anybody you worked with, uh, collaborated with back in the day that really stands out in your mind, even to this day?
1: Well, I mean, things, things happen all the time, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we, we, uh, you know, the last time we played, Bloodstock Festival, which was like what two years ago, you know, David stain got up and played denim and leather with us, uh, you know, Princess of the Night. But you know, there's things happening all the time. Uh, you know, I played with Metallica a couple of times on stage, quite memorable. You know, they're great guys, and uh, I think I think maybe, you know, my first trip to America, um, I think it was 1980. We supported Rush, uh, and they were on their Moving Pictures tour. So it was uh, we were huge uh, we were huge Rush fans, but um, I don't think really the Rush audience really uh, understood what was happening in England in 1980. But uh, we had a great time, you know. And uh, we we were traveling in a in I think what they call in America a day van. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have hotel. We all slept. We all took it in turns to sleep on the floor of the day van. And um, Gary Lee invited me on onto, the, onto, the, onto, the, onto their coach, because uh, he thought it was pretty hard for a singer to sleep rough in the bottom of a van. and uh, I turned him down <laughs> because cause I thought it would be, I thought the boys would be a bit a bit upset if I went and spent time on the bus with Rush, so I turned it down for the for the gang. but I always resent that. you know, I should have gone.
0: It's wonderful I, I i always like to hear um especially from um veterans in the metal world or, or any musician for that matter uh the stories from the road from back in the day because i'm sure there were some uh outrageous things that went on or just things that were very impactful
1: yeah they, pre- pretty outrageous things you know we did two with motley crew on their first tour but you know that's that's all in the book isn't it and right first, uh, <laughs> i'll not go there anymore yeah but, um yeah you know we were all. Um, you know, all quite bad lads back in the day, uh, as they call it in England. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, uh, the thing is, predominantly, music's the most important thing through it all, you know. And uh, if you're if you're friends with the band, if the bands are like, you know, it, all our band, they're like all good friends, you know. We're all best friends. So when we go out on tour it's just like going out in a gang of your best friends. So we have a great time. We've all got a great sense of humors. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of leg like, pulling and jokes and practical jokes going on and things. So, you know, when you're on the road, you just have to make your own entertainment, I suppose, you know, and, uh, you know, some people drink, some people read, you know, some people play video games. It's just, it's just on the road back in the day, you know, we'd, um, we spend a lot of time with, uh, with girlfriends and things, you know,
0: Right, so right. that's,
1: that's how it used to be, you know. Yeah,
0: And in speaking of the road, uh, what, everything's in such a state of flux nowadays. Um, mm. what is, what is next for Saxon as far as, I mean, Seize the day. uh, Carpe Diem's coming out very soon. I feel like this is a strong album as far as I feel like in a live setting, it's going to translate incredibly. Uh, what is next for Saxon as a touring act?
1: Well, we're, we're doing a few shows at the end of January in the UK, which is our which are 40th anniversary shows that have been uh, postponed uh, for the last two years. So we're finally going to get to do them. Uh, we're looking at coming to America. Uh, we are working on co- come in April, but I think, I think just think at the moment, I don't think the business is confident enough to, uh, Put packages together and take the risk. I suppose if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're an absolutely huge band like you know, it, you know, a really huge band like say a, uh, you know, a a cult play or something like that, or mm-hmm. you know, you two. Then I don't think it's as much as a gamble, maybe. But I think with with our genre, there's so much got to do with um, on the night. You know what I mean. It's just not uh, – I mean, we're being told that the promoters really aren't confident yet to put packages together and bring in uh, bring in British bands at the moment. So we're just having to wait on that and see what happens, really.
0: You, you think because of everything that's been going on lately uh, and the lack of touring, when you finally do do these shows, there's going to be an intense excitement surrounding them because there are Definitely. people – Craving this right now, incredibly. Yeah, I myself. just,
1: I just think that over the past, you know, few months, I think there have been some shows happen, and some of them haven't had as many people in as people would have liked. Because I think people are a little bit worried about going to shows at the moment. Uh, but I think that will change. I think people will get more confident. So we're looking, you know, we're keeping our eyes. And ears open and seeing what's happening with other bands and seeing what their uh, ticket sales are like and things like that. I mean, we'll come over tomorrow, don't get me wrong, um, but we have to have venues that will put us in there. And it would be nice to come and do a package. You know, we were going to come with Uri Heap and, uh, and a couple of other bands, but that's really not going to happen at the moment.
0: Well, I regardless, I hope that at some point down the line uh, we get some U.S. dates from Saxon because I would definitely love to catch a show, especially after listening to this new album, which I think uh, is phenomenal.
1: Yeah, uh, usually when we tour on new albums, we usually do between seven and eight tracks of new albums. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of our music is written for live. You know, a lot of it is, is written live, if you know what I mean. So it, a lot of the music transposes Really great to a live uh, a live setting, which is which is where we are. Really, we're really a live act. Uh, you know that um, that make albums <laughs> 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 rather, rather than a studio album that goes out sometimes. Right, right. Know? So it's just uh, you know we're having to uh, to live differently at the moment and make albums. You know,
0: I think it's important to just continue to be creative in that sense now more than. Because because of the lack of touring, I think it's just important that uh, artists continue to be creative. And I'm glad you decided to deliver a fantastic album, as you did here with Carpet Dean.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, we worked hard on the album. I mean, uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time, like you said, doing the lyrics and arranging. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with the outcome. I think it's probably uh, one of my favorite albums I've actually worked on. Actually, uh, it was really good. Really good vibe on the album. Really good fun. Uh, all the songs are great, you know. So, um, so yeah, I think I think it's uh, quite a special album, and I hope people are going to like it.
0: Well, I'll make sure to continue promoting it as a uh, you know in the coming weeks and with its release and whatnot. I think we all need to stick together at this point in time. All music lovers, all metalheads and uh, hard rockers, we all need to bond now and just uh, talk and preach the good word of metal and uh it really is Yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And we it, need to we all need to pull together and get yeah. through this.
0: Yeah, and I think using any platform possible to make this music heard or or uh, spread the word on and I think is important. So it really was an honor to have you uh on Sonic Dorms today. This is only the second year that I've been doing this, but the idea is to keep that conversation open and uh unbiased and just uh bring everybody from all around the world to passionately discuss the music that they love. So uh, I really appreciate your time, Biff. Thank you.
1: Yeah, that's great. Thank you very much. Great talking to you.
0: And continued success, really. I cannot wait to catch a show, hopefully, at some point uh, down the road. And uh, continued success. Best wishes to you, Biff, on the new record. Uh, I know fans are going to love it. So that's really all that matters, that uh, this community enjoys immensely enjoys what you've brought out to the table.
1: Yeah, great. Thank you very much. And uh, we can't wait to get out there and perform it, really. That's what it's all about. Uh, so hopefully we'll uh, we'll be on the road this year. And, uh, and yeah, let's um, bang some heads, have some fun and keep the faith. Definitely.
0: Fantastic, Biff. You're always welcome back to the show. And thank you so much for joining me today. All the best. To
1: you. Okay, great. Thank you very much. See you later.
0: See you.